Greetings, gentlemen. How what's are that, we today? What's that noise? Uh, I think that's the uh, four wheels of a uh, Dodge uh, minivan rolling through Florida. Oh, nice. <laughs> we ca- we catching you on the you on a, you on a trip? What are you that's doing? Right, Disneyland? Right. Disney World? Yep. Yeah, a little Disneyland trip. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> but uh, probably just as many uh, just as many uh, characters. <laughs> just making the move yep. down here and uh, So you're on the road with the red knots, huh, Greg? So listeners, oh. this has been a concern and I don't know how this is gonna show up in the edit, but um, Greg, as he entered Florida, the cell phone reception just went completely spotty and uh, yeah. So we have a frozen it, Greg gosh. looking looking tent- pensively outside, or yeah, wistfully outside. Mm-hmm. How about that? My back? Oh, he's back now. He was. It waited just until we started. Mm-hmm. There he is. I'm back. There he is. Okay. Hey. <laughs> it's All like right. Sw- it's like a switch cell phone towers again, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so, so you're on you're on tour with the Red Knots. Is that what's going on? Exactly. Are you just scoring some scoring some meth? What's up? <laughs> A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Maybe both. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. That's uh, the show goes. Exactly. No, I, uh, we played in uh, Atlanta area last night and uh, and the night before. Last night was an area called Buford. But anyway, yeah, two fun uh, two fun uh, shows. You get that southern hospitality. Mm-hmm. Nice. And um, yeah, so we're rolling rolling on, and uh, we're basically in the next two days heading towards the very end we're going all the way to key west by tomorrow wow so wow. um yeah a show tonight in a place called dunedin florida yeah and then key west for a couple, for a couple days so I, I appreciate you guys uh, accommodating this crazy schedule and getting me in anyway <laughs> yeah of course we're we're happy it's working out so far listeners you you can't see this but in the back of uh, greg's shot you know of course he's in a minivan minivan there's one of his uh, bandmates just passed out in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> it off. headphones are the whole deal. I'm sure that that's where you would rather be as well, but uh, we appreciate you giving us the time, Craig. Oh, you know, no, it's okay. I, I, got, I got a nap in a little earlier. Excellent. That reminded yeah. me I need to screenshot this just for posterity's sake. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, awesome. uh, we should probably get this show started before Let's Greg hits another s- cell phone timer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, that's right. This is You Should Check It Out. This is episode 131. Indeed it is. Wow. Which, you know, which what, what actually comes... What does that make comes, last week's episode? That, that, thank okay. you for asking, Nick, because last <laughs> week's was episode 130, and I don't know what I was smoking last week. Uh, we've never gotten first so time, much hate mail. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it just rolled in. We well, didn't get any, but say, it was more than we forgot to say the <laughs> episode number last week, and I do apologize from the bottom of my heart. <sighs> so okay. both, both to you, the listeners, and to you and, and, yeah, and you, had, you, had, you had a really good streak going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Start from fresh. All think, all good things must come to an end. But mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, this is episode 131 on the road with Greg Loman. My name is Jay. I'm Nick, and I'm Greg. And I'm Greg on the road. <laughs> Greg, Greg on the road. Greg on the road. Reporting from somewhere in northern Florida. At the Reporting moment. from yeah. on location. This is Greg Loman. <laughs> <laughs> this is already pie in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Honey pie in the sky. <laughs> Sweet. Well, we got a great show for you today, I think. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good one. Nick, how are you feeling today, buddy? I'm doing good. Um, 
had an interesting conversation with mom the other day that that honestly I was like I, it got to the point where I was super pumped I was ready to like give you guys like a text message group thing and <laughs> the problem the problem is mom when she relays a story she usually gets <laughs> one detail wrong ah. <laughs> so so she basically she came down she she we were sitting down and we were chatting and she said I had a wonderful dinner with your aunt Crystal who is actually a listener hello aunt Crystal hey. um, and she said did you know aunt Crystal's uncle discovered Patsy Klein and I was like I'm sorry what you're wait Patsy Klein because she she died a long time ago yeah right she died in like the yeah. 60s yeah uh, she's like yeah yeah he she, he discovered Patsy Klein he, he played in 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 Nashville for a while and yeah and 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 you, you guys should talk to him oh hell yeah and that's I amazing was like, dude I was like wait are you, okay and also I was just I was taking it in I was like mm, okay I, I'm gonna have to like I don't want I'm not doubting anything but I need to figure this out um and so I, first thing I did went to Patsy Klein's uh, uh, Wikipedia page, pull sure. it up, and sure enough, in like the description, it talks about this radio guy in Virginia, Jolton Jim McCoy, which <laughs> is Jim. which is Aunt Crystal's maiden name. Jolton um, Jim McCoy. Jolton Jim McCoy, and and yes, I was like, holy crap, this is Jay's gonna be really pumped because this is I, I don't know, it's isn't this super cool? I can't believe this, and you had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. This has never come up, and 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 the fun, and the crazy thing is, like my dad's mom, like this time last year when we were just kind of like talking, and I'm, you know, her favorite song is a Patsy Cline song. So I was like, this is this is wild. Like this whole this all buttoning all these things up. This is really cool. What a coincidence. That's great. I, I, so I pull the guy, I pull up Jolton Jim McCoy, just because the guy's got to be super old. Um, and this is this is where the detail, the overlooked detail comes in. I see, Mr. <laughs> Mr. McCoy. Mr. McCoy passed seven years ago. Uh, uh. So, is, is that <clears throat> this is why I didn't uh. bring this to you guys' attention? Um, but, uh. Uh, but right. nevertheless, this is all all in way of saying hi, Aunt Crystal. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's the purpose I ended up serving. But still thought that was super cool. That Very is super cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Back in the days so, where, uh, where where people would discover musicians through uh, the radio instead of a Spotify playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's that was the story. He was working a radio station. She came in. She's 14 years old. She said, "I want to sing on air," and he said, "Well, if you're brave enough to sing in front of uh, tens of thousands of people live, I'm brave enough to put you on." And he, <laughs> and he gave, went ahead and gave her the mic, and then and and she had some stuff, and he and he and they ran from there. So really that cool. That is so cool, man. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that, Nick. Absolutely. All right, boys, let's get this show on the road, um, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> we're there. Greg, we're Yo. gonna we're gonna go to you first. I know you were up first last week, but we're gonna get get back in order this week, and we also want to make sure that we're. Uh, getting you while you got some decent reception. So what you got for us this week? So since I'm out on the road with the Red Knots, paying homage to obviously the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, mm -hmm. it would be um, I would be uh, remiss not to mention the uh, the big news. Oh. Yes, I don't know if you guys heard about the big news. Um, the Red Hots delivered a new uh, single this week. Long-awaited, right. uh, long-awaited return oh. of guitarist John Frusciante. That's right. Um, and the single's called "Black Summer," and uh, let's let's listen to a bit of that, shall we? Let's. Give me 
Alright. Nice. Yep. Alright. Hey, so that sounds like the red hot chili peppers. Yep. Sure does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So and, uh, wh- I gotta get I gotta get your thoughts, man. First thoughts, first impression. I mean, here's the deal. Non Frusciani. What do you think? Non Frusciante, exactly. Um, well, my personal take is, you know, I'm, I'm hearing the song and I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is their sound. This is this is them doing it. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's more of the same, but it is what we have come to expect. It sounds good. It's, I think they all sound in in true form they sound yeah. inspired i think mm-hmm. anthony sounds really good yeah it's it's, it's 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 up there you know that part is uh you know it's up mm-hmm. there i think everybody sounds great you know and i and i i will say that the response to it has been genuinely very positive and especially in regards to uh Frusciante coming back everyone is so excited which yeah. honestly uh real talk is like kind of I, I know it's not a real thing, but I feel like there's a little bit of extra extra added pressure for me to deliver on these gigs where I'm like paying homage to this guy that you know, mm-hmm. like really has so many so many diehard fans, you know, yeah. people who are yeah. so supportive of him. And you know, here's just someone who's really battled demons. He's, this is like his third return to the band, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. or maybe second. I don't know. I think maybe second real return, but. You know, he's an unbelievable guitarist and someone I have no problem, you know, kind of doing an, uh, an impression of each night. Um, yeah. It, but it's, you know, the, the bummer is I have a lot more homework to do because this album's going to be 17 <laughs> songs and I think they have oh, another geez. one ready. Like, they, they recorded 50 songs with Rick Rubin. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... Uh, well, if anyone's up to the task, s- it's our boy Greg Lobit. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know it. And uh, the rest of the boys in the band, uh, you know, are going to, we're, we're all doing our homework. We're probably going to start actually trying to play this song out pretty soon. So it's cool because it, you know, this, I've never been in this band with the Red Hots putting out new material and touring. So, so, so the whole time I've been in the band, it hasn't, you know, they, they, they haven't been active. Mm-hmm. Right. So in any case, that that's, this is kind of a new era for me. And uh We'll see. We'll see how it works out, but I think it should work to our advantage, you know, because yeah, every, everyone's excited about them. So it's almost like we're advertising each other, you know. But uh, in any case, there you have it. I hope everybody enjoys that track. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, cool. moving on. Um, I, I, Thanks, man. Yeah, of course. And um, you know, just a bit of kind of under the hood music biz stuff or music education kind of wrapped into one I, I spotted yeah, what you an, got for us? I spotted an interesting article about Berkeley College of Music and every about every couple of months I always I, I, I tend to notice and it's particularly through my social media feed which is full of musicians the articles or news about Berkeley College of Music which a school in Boston if you're not familiar it's one of the top music conservatories in the country Maybe the yep. world, I would say. Um, people from all over the world come to it. Um, and uh, many friends of mine, especially in Los Angeles, did their uh, undergraduate work there. And, okay. you know, they have a very big, very large network of, uh, of industry professionals that are Berkeley-centered. Um, Berkeley alum, yeah. Berkeley alum, exactly. Ma- matter of fact, the two guys sitting behind me in this van are both Berkeley grads. Really? Yes. 
uh, Dave Vives, uh, lead singer, um, who is very underutilized in this band. <laughs> this guy could sound exactly like Michael Jackson when he was a kid. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> like exactly. Wow. You know, among other things, Robert Plant, like the whole thing, he, he can go, he can, he gets up there and, mm, wow. um, really great pitch, you know, and just kind of effortless singer, but still took the time, did the, took the classes, built his network. And then Pete Koopman's our drummer, Nick, you met him and, uh, mm-hmm. actually suggested, um, the, the drum store in Hagerstown when we pulled over. Yeah. Drums on sale. That's right. Drums on sale. He, he, he got that, uh, Ludwig snare that he's like in love mm-hmm. with. It's like his favorite drum. And, I know. Uh, it was a great, yeah. it was a great first meeting for us. Yep. Yes, indeed. And so he's a big, Pete is another one who, who, who went to this school. And I would say Dave and Pete both took full advantage of what Berkeley has to offer and uh, okay. came out in position to succeed in, with the, in this like industry, which is like practically mm-hmm. impossible to succeed in, right? Um, yeah. mm-hmm. In any case, uh, this article was described, well, I'll read you the headline. Uh, Berkeley refused to raise musicians' pay for years, so this worker quit. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so a lot of these articles are usually negative <laughs> about Berkeley, and I, I don't know if <laughs> it's be, yeah, I don't know who's you know if it's if it's from an if it's an inside job or someone who's on the outside who maybe like got rejected from Berkeley and didn't. You know? <laughs> um, but in any case, this particular article is kind of interesting because you know here you have a college that's paying you know, where you have to you either got to get a scholarship. It's expensive to go there. And, yeah, but as a result, you get to participate in these high-level, uh, like simulations, if you will, of what it's like to be in the music industry, including like working with real orchestras or whatever it is, working with real engineers. And so, these engineers and, and other musicians are brought in from, uh, but you know, from the outside. Mm-hmm. But these cats were only being paid thirty dollars an hour by the school. I think it's twenty. You're, you're actually right, Nick. It, it, it says, this particular uh, writer said, yes, that the, the session musicians were 20 an hour. Oh, and he had convinced them and to he, bump he convinced that to them 30. To bump okay. But it was originally 20. Yeah. So the point that he was making is like, it's kind of existential for all musicians because they're not being paid appropriately by a college that's trying to train the next generation of musicians. And if mm-hmm. they're trying to train the next generation and they're not going to pay them once they're out, it's kind of unconscionable, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, well, yeah, you could and, say, and, in uh, a way, Bur- they're training them for real-world scenarios. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sorry. However, Sorry. Um, no, no, no. It's it's, and that's exactly. I think that there's there is this sort of that dark humor in there, but it's also kind of like the reality is bleak. Um, you know, especially when these kids come come out of there with tons of debt. I mean, yeah. even. Um, I, I hope I'm not being too personal, but so how about so somebody I somebody I know who is who was in Roger's band um, mm-hmm. and doing big time stuff in their own project. I remember when I met them, and this probably isn't the case anymore, but they were complaining to me about all the debt they had to Berkeley, and I'm like, yeah. but you're like, a, but you're like a rock star, you know. <laughs> Uh, now, I actually, I, in preparation for this conversation, I, I pulled some stats. And the 2020 tuition is just under $67,000 a cool. year. If you're cool. making $30 an hour 
40 hours a week, every week of the year, you're making $62,000. Ouch. So, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Especially Boy, with hurt. such a such a tight uh, job market prospect. Well, the difficulty of, of, of landing a, a good paying job afterwards. So, yeah. Yeah. And let, let's not forget that uh, Berkeley, I mean, when Pete was there, the drum, drummer in the band, he, he, he told me he lived uh, basically right next to Fenway. This mm-hmm. is in Boston. This is, and not just right. anywhere in Boston. This is like the heart of Boston. Yeah. And uh, it ain't cheap to live in the heart of Boston, bro. No. <laughs> or live. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, or just the cost of everything there is expensive. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. You know, and it's nice, of course, but, you know, so, you know, you have that. And then apparently the problem only intensified during the pandemic. Um, you had tons of, you know, tons of lost gigs for musician. I mean, mm-hmm. And then in addition, one thing that the part that troubled me the most was that in one instance, Berkeley temporarily outsourced the recording sessions to Budapest. <laughs> really? What, is, yeah, what does that even mean? So is this, okay, well, is this like for the composition students or something that need access to real art, like musicians? Is, is that yes. what this is? Okay. This particular case, um, and it was because the on-campus safety protocol did not allow large groups of non-Berkeley musicians to gather for these sessions because of mm. the pandemic, but... <laughs> You know, like they're outsourcing to to Budapest, and I don't know. It was just, um, I thought it was an interesting, uh, you know, launching pad for a conversation because you guys did, you know, music school, Mm -hmm. you know, and ironically, I I didn't. I I, I went, uh, I was kind of forced to not do that, Mm -hmm. even though I really really wanted to. And um, honestly, if I had had the, like, actual choice, I would have loved to go to Berkeley because at the time I was obsessed with like dream theater <laughs> yeah. you know? and that's where, and that's where they met. So it all kind of like worked out for me. Luckily, I, I just had to go a different path. Yeah. Um, in any case, any, if you guys have any thoughts, I'd love to hear them. Well, I mean, that, uh, like I said, I kind of went to like the, okay, before I decide how I feel about this, like what's the financial situation that they're working under. And, and I mean, I think the poignant thing was that most of these people that are getting shafted on pay are former Berkeley grads that are still in the area that that are right. basically just do- getting this is like gigs to pay their bills and, and basically pay Berkeley back for the education that they got so right. it did feel yeah. a little uh, a little particular uh, particularly uh, yeah relevant yeah so tuition's about 67,000 a year they've they're sitting on about 370 million dollars of an endowment but they but they also like year over year like it looks like they're it looks like everything's pretty tight like they basically operate at what they take in so i, I don't I, I it probably would mean a, a, it would be a tremendous commitment on their part to say we're going to match union rates um and it, you know union rates in the area which is like 36 dollars an hour or something like that um and that's probably the right thing to do but at the but at the end of the day when you're literally looking at you know a, a reality where higher education institutions are are kind of shutting doors in certain areas depending on the circumstances I can see the need to take a really conservative approach from like a maintaining the institution to make sure we're going to be around in, in a generation or two. I don't know. Jay, do you have any, can you cut through all of my malarkey and just well, come up with something no, else? No, to say? As a guy who not only went to, you know, music school, but also worked at a higher education institution and a large one at that mm-hmm. University of Maryland for, for a, about five years, 
I don't have a lot of sympathy for higher education institutions saying that they don't have money to work with time and money on they the the amount of waste at any given especially public institutions is Uh you know off the charts i'm not like a i can't speak to berkeley's particular financial situation but i don't have a lot of sympathy for that and if you're trying to you know it's it's not only are you supporting your alumnus in a very tough industry you know, you, you just—it's the right thing to do to pay them a working wage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have a lot of sympathy for no. for higher institutions. And it's, it, it kind of go ahead, Nick. Well, the only thing I was going to say is that I mean, it does—it makes you think. Like, I mean, it probably wouldn't be—it probably wouldn't be a stretch, and it might be cool if they did something like if you're a graduate of Berkeley. Well, no, this probably would violate labor laws. But my thought was. What if if, you, if you're a if you're a Berkeley grad, like we also give you like credits towards your your debt, like oh, like we, you know we'll pay you what we can, and then also we'll kind of wipe off some of the debt that you owe us, yeah, as like uh, a, like something like that without having to idea. without having to commit to yeah I don't know yeah that would be the right thing to do it seems all right well let's get that trend trend started maybe <laughs> hashtag yeah and also I mean like you know it kind of it begs the question like are these uh, like you know the public institutions. I mean, just get more and more mounting criticism. You know, I, and, mm, uh, man. I, mm, yeah, but it's like it's academia. Like it's it's a carve out of American life that like kind of needs to be protected from consumerism and like every. I don't know. I, I I don't disagree, but it's also as we compare it to the way that you should run a business, which is an ever changing. You know, and depending on right. depending on the generation, like could be entirely greed motivated. So I, I don't know. I'd be scared to push it towards following the way the business sector goes, because then it kind of follows the the, the whims of yeah. of the generational yeah. curve. And uh, I don't know. That, that, that <laughs> makes not me not nervous. To go on too much of a tangent, but like you know, you hear about you know Elon Musk is just talking about starting a new university in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> really, I hadn't heard that. No. Yeah, the like open He's, open voice where you can say yeah. whatever you want. So, it, well, it's interesting because um, it's not gonna it's not gonna work out. But for a minute there, my dad, you know, my dad's an architect, and mm-hmm. the firm's the firm's done a lot of work in Texas, and they actually did some drawings for Elon <laughs> recently. Gotcha. It's like got me thinking about all this. Like, what if like in the future they're not, you know, it is more private, like more private colleges. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, and you know. It, it it still kind of seems strange. I, again, I mean, I have these cats in the in the in the van with me that these guys took full advantage. But I knew guys who went to Berkeley and did not take advantage. Mm-hmm. They just went there and just proceeded to take all the drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean, Boston like, pills, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, and some and then just kind of either dropped out or whatever, um, which is even more romanticized because, like, you know, yeah, right, John right, Mayer right, went to Berkeley yeah. and dropped out or whatever. Of course. And I think Chick Corea got kicked out for selling weed, <laughs> but then but then got that. an honorary funny. doctorate. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like Berkeley. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, that's that's pretty much all I can say about it. Um, nice, well, cool, man. But uh, yeah, you know, everybody, everybody, keep an eye out on the, on, on that scene. You know, let's, let's keep them in check. Huh? Berkeley, cool. what do you say? Pay your boys. Pay your boys. Cool. Well, appreciate that, man. Good stuff. Um, uh-huh. I uh, t- uh yeah J-Rod. I, <laughs> I um as I discussed on the podcast before I'm not a huge movie buff but I do like music soundtracks quite a bit 
So last week I was looking for some work in music and I happened across, this is actually because of Johnny Greenwood, I saw a link to all of the different soundtracks that he had been involved in. Okay. And uh, so that led me to, he actually did like the a song called Licorice Pizza for the new movie Licorice Pizza. Okay. That 70s revival movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah, yeah. Which yep. I haven't seen. And, and that stars see, that stars but. the singer of Haim. <gasps> oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll trust you on that. Yep. And also yep. Tom Waits is in there too. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> is awesome. Anyway, yep. Yeah. Right. I, he plays a director. I, again, I don't know too much about the movie, but I know that the soundtrack the soundtrack kicks ass, and okay. on it is a great old soul tune and R&B song called Slip Away by Mr. Clarence Carter and that's my pick for this week alright what would I give for just a few moments what would I to have you near Tell me you will try to slip away somehow Oh, I need you, darling I want to see you right now Can you slip away Clarence Carter, man, love yeah. that guy. It's it's so oh, funny. Man. Like me too. Greg, while we were, we was playing, you mentioned that he sang the song "Patches," which is a great song, and oh, I, I know that God. one. It, so he had, good. has that song uh, "Backdoor Santa" too. Mm. Um, but it's funny because I, when I was younger, and I used to do DJing, wedding DJs, and like to some like party DJing and stuff like that. The only I knew Clarence Carter from the song "Strokin." Do you guys know that song? I don't think so. It's I don't like this like dumb song that came out in the eighties and it was like stroke it to the left and you stroke it to the oh, right. Okay. We'd be stroking and everyone goes out and does a stupid line dance to it. So that's how I knew Clarence Carter. And when like later on down the road when I started getting into like old soul and I was like, I wonder if that's the same Clarence Carter. And it is. Yep. Yep. Great Ta-da. guy. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh man, it's that Muscle Shoals sound, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, That's man. So cool. Mm-hmm. So, guys, well, not got- a hard, not a particularly hard hitting topic for me this week, but uh, oh, sorry, I was scrolling through Reddit, and I, I, no, no lies, real talk, as Greg would say, I mm. totally stole, stole this from a Reddit thread, but I thought it was interesting because it's it's a topic I think about a lot. A guy on Reddit, he asked the question to the music community in Reddit, "What is a band that?" you want to like really bad a band or singer or you know artist solo artist that you want to like really bad or 
have been told that you should like mm-hmm. that you just can't get into. Mm. So many. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting responses to it, but that was something that struck with me because as a guy who, me, as a guy who wants to seem like he's down and hip with good music, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of these in, in, in my life. Right. And I, I wanted to throw this out to the to everyone here but I'll get you started. I think the top of my list right now is Roxy Music, the band Roxy Music. Ooh, oh. interesting. Yeah, yeah, uh, Brian Ferry. Um, and I think Brian Eno was involved with them for a while. Like, they tick, yeah. all, they tick all the boxes of, like, a band that I should like or should be into. Yeah. You know, they're kind of David Bowie adjacent. They, you know, sing about drugs, and they have, like, cool early synth pioneers and, like, a lot of stuff that I would be interested in but man every time i listen to them i I don't like the guy's voice i don't really get the sound like never got him right and yeah this uh, clearly like throughout my life i've definitely had this happen a lot Mm -hmm. yeah and then sometimes and then sometimes i was like i I never end up getting into them and then also sometimes though i hear that and hear that and hear that and then finally one day it does click yes and i'm like whoa Okay, yeah. now I can see why everybody was telling me about this. Yeah, wanted, this this is different than bands that are overrated. Yes, very different. Yes, yeah. yeah. This is like I, I you, we're acknowledging I'm missing something, or I just it's just not in me to like this, right? Yeah. Is that correct? I, okay. I wanted okay. to throw this co- that exact caveat out there, Greg, because that's happened to me plenty of times. And when I was younger, I'd be a lot more arrogant about it. You know, like oh, you know, well, I, I'm the guy who doesn't like. X yeah. band that I should like, and then I end up listening to them later, and I'm like, "Oh, I, wait, they're actually fantastic." And that is called <laughs> that listener is called growth. Growth. <laughs> I think my best example of that uh-huh. is, uh, um, and this is all thanks to you, Nick. It's uh, Bon Iver. He was a guy that I did not get at all until you. Uh, right. Was that, li- you, that live you, concert? He kept prod- prodding me, and I think it was the live concert. Yeah. yeah. That NPR yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of other ones for me. Billie Eilish is a current one. Okay. Have not really? found my Has it clicked. Not yet. Not yet. And, and it's like I want to like I like that she's creative and daring and ambitious and doing cool kind of stuff. Thumbs her nose at peop- at like yeah. the industry a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. But just haven't found my entry point into the Billie Eilish world. And then the other one, right. well, there's Fleet Foxes. I think we've gone on at length about them before. And then Animal Collective was my one from the 2000s. Yeah. All right. Uh. <laughs> All right. You know what? Can, 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 can I jump on that? Absolutely. Because you mentioned Animal Collective, and I remember I was borrowing some vinyl from somebody, and uh, they had uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I listened to it once and I was kind of had it on the background where I was like doing emails and stuff and I was like I gotta turn this crap off this is <laughs> so horrible but like later that day nighttime, you know I kind of got in my zone and I think I was just like just for fun I was just like doing some sketches you mm-hmm. know things just kind of like trying to you know and I put it back on again and then I was like just so in the span of a day, I did the total 180. I'm like, I, there's no way I'm ever going to like these guys, too. This is amazing. That I love is, it now. That <laughs> so. is such a good point, though, because it really is kind of like, what? where are you when you're listening to it? And, it, bec- uh-huh. and, and sometimes, And sometimes if, you're, if it's really a band that you're like, I, 
I, I need to give these guys more of a shot, you need to kind of think about like what's the, like with that, with Animal Collective, which is kind of like a jam band, like having a, having a, a more relaxed atmosphere where you're just kind of free thinking might be the better place to do yeah. it. That, that honestly, for me, I think the biggest one, the first one I wrote down uh, is The Grateful Dead. Um, <gasps> I, I, oh, I, that's a really good one, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I do, I love playing jam music. I love like a lot of different jam bands, but I cannot, I just can't, I just listen to it and I'm like, ah, it's just not doing it for me. Um, uh, and then a lot right. of the other ones we've kind of, was like the initial premise of the show which I had like Queens of the Stone Age written down. Um, oh, that's and, right. Yep. Yep. And uh, and uh -huh. honestly, Rolling Stones. I, I mean, I I, I don't right. still to this day. I don't I don't dislike them, but as far as like going to listen to them to be like <laughs> finding finding my own connection to it, my connection to it is Jay loves these guys so. I, actually, so many people love these guys so much. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. that, um, yeah, and then yeah, and Jay's then not like their only fan. Yeah. No, I know. Um, <laughs> the National Arctic Monkeys. Okay. Um. Yeah, Arctic I know. Monkeys are dope. Yeah, no, I, I, it, what, it, it, you know what it comes down to for me is people whose whose music tastes I really appreciate and have made like had moments where I've been able to suggest something or they've suggested something and it's clicked. And then and then having a having a big miss where it's like where they, they're like you got to check these out. You're going to love this. And then you listen yep. to it and you're like, "Nah, nope. this time didn't <laughs> didn't hit me. It didn't hit me." Uh, and the last yeah. one I wrote down was was Genesis. Uh, for for my dad's sake, because he always wanted me to like Genesis, and I just cannot stand Genesis. <laughs> oh, all um, right. Uh -huh. But yeah, uh, dude, Grateful Dead is. It, I think that's the one that was on the tip of my tongue, and I just couldn't come to because I've been told by so many you know, people. It's funny, go ahead. Oh no 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 yeah yeah yeah. Um, I've just been told okay, by so many people whose whose musical views I respect, mm -hmm. and I've tried all their different eras. I've tried watching their live concerts, yeah. and I just uh, just can't do it. It's not my thing. Yeah. There was um, one uh, particular tour that I was on that stopped in Eugene, and you know, at there, uh, this is this is several years ago. So they were, you know, Oregon, one of the first states to legalize. Sure. They had a a nice. Uh, there was a nice little, uh, you know, bomb and shop business where we picked uh, picked something up, and we had a rule about no no smoke in the van. Mm. But we broke this rule this mm. one day because we had just like we were just really excited about what we what we'd gotten, <laughs> and uh, so we were driving through, and I was like, I, I, I was you know kind of in charge of DJing, and so I decided, you know what, I'm gonna put on this uh, live Grateful Dead from uh, recorded in Oregon, all right, but like you know, 30 years ago or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know it's it's a beautiful place, you know, like sure. it's so green and vast, yeah. and forest everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to I have to admit that at that point I was like, there's nothing else that I could put on right now that would be more perfect. Okay, all right. You know, it's, it's yeah. uh, and and I do. There's certain songs of theirs that I think are very cool, and so certain like melodies. But overall, I can under I completely understand why people would be like, no, nah, not for me. This singer uh, in the band, Dave, uh, actually just reminded me about a band called Grizzly Bear. Oh yeah, I love Grizzly Bear. And, and, that, and that's another one that I've tried and was just kind of bored. But yeah. it could be just that just I didn't too chill. hear the right stuff. Yeah. I don't know, but again, maybe there would have been a great moment for it. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I, think, I, think that's what, I think that's what it comes down to, or what we're landing on is like, uh, maybe maybe the situation in which you're listening to it is the wrong situation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Um, and or maybe the mood yeah. you're in is in the wrong mood, yeah. or something. Yeah. So Sometimes try mixing it up. Say, yeah. People always like to say like it's it's like where you are in your life, but it's like mm, I think it's like a more specific than that. It's like where you are in the day. Uh, yeah. yeah. I will say specific to Grizzly Bear, which is not the point of this this segment, but specific to Grizzly Bear, I rarely can go through a whole album of theirs. Like it gets to be, mm. it just gets to blend in too much to to each other, and it's really like I, right. I find interspersing their songs in a mix because they've got like such rich, complex, like melodic structures and stuff. Really like right. en enriches a good playlist. Well, that's where um, that's where Dave was. Uh, that, that was like his point. He's like, I'll make you a playlist. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, maybe cool. that'll work. All right. Cool. All right, Greg. Any others come to mind? Dude, I, you know what? Honestly, like I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank, but I, I also brought it up to to the band and uh, our, our bassist Paul immediately was like Tom Petty. Mm. Wow. Oh my. You know? All yep. right. Can't get so, into Tom uh, Petty. Can't get into Tom Petty. Uh, I'm sure I'll be. You know, we only got this. You only got my brain going on this like yesterday so i'm sure there's gonna be many more that come to come to mind i have many on the tip of my tongue um all right and then there's also the there's also the uh the like how much do you appreciate something for instance you know when i was first getting into jazz people were like you gotta i mean kind of blue is like the best jazz album and mm -hmm, i'd be like mm -hmm. okay and i listen to it i'm like duh, duh, you know mm, and it's like this yeah, is great yeah. this is good but i was in high school i was like the rest of what i was listening to was like metallica <laughs> You know? Right, it's like, right. I need a little yeah. bit more excitement. I need a little more energy. Like, not that there's there's obviously a ton of energy on kind of blue, but I did, I wasn't receiving it quite yet. You know, I, my antenna wasn't on for that yet. And, mm -hmm. and, like, and with every year that, that I grow older, I come back to that record. It's like I appreciate it even more, and I recognize that the people who originally told me how great that record is were a hundred percent correct. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, gentlemen, and hey, listeners out there, send us your. Uh, bands yeah. that uh, you want to like or you you think you should like but you just can't get into yep yep that's a great question great topic Nick what you got for us sir hey, you let's know round what? it out well Jay I want to um, want to challenge you buddy actually no it's funny because you just <laughs> mentioned that because I was uh, I've been really making a concerted effort to listen to new albums coming out just to try to find something new okay. to bring to the table uh, instead of all this old music like we've been doing, a band that I, I would say, barely, yeah, I, I appreciate them, but I don't listen to them a ton. But uh, Animal Collective, who we were just talking about, oh, uh, goody, they just released, and actually, before, <laughs> bef yeah, before we play it, this is a, this is a jam band that most of the material that that they put on onto their albums, they work that out in a j in, in like a concert setting, like they write most of the music on the stage jamming. Uh, and then okay. basically go back and take some of those segments and turn those into songs. So it's th this time around, because they've been in, we've been in the pandemic and everything's been a lockdown and concerts have been canceled, uh, this is a completely new process for them. So I was kind of curious to hear what the album sounded like. It's it, more of the same, to be honest. Bird Clock can confirm this. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I did find a couple tracks on there to be particularly enjoyable and great, similar to what Greg was saying, uh, I had it on. I was kind of, I was, I was doing some like, you know, busy work around the house, just kind of zoning out, and it was, it was great for that situation. Not like too hard listening. Um, but this right. is from the new album. This is called "We Go Back." I will listen with open ears.
not gonna change any minds. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I need to be. Uh, I need to be at home drawing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It worked oh. with my busy work. It's brand new though, guys. It's new music. There All, right. All right. Hey, appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. And I'll break out my sketch pad this afternoon and uh, give it another shot. There you go. <laughs> That's, you got it. Perfect. I have e even less of an impressive topic for us today. Um, that really takes some doing. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Rob <laughs> Sheffield over at Rolling Stone um, was twiddling his thumbs trying to figure out what the heck to write about and came up with a... Uh, <laughs> With a with the following headline, Jewel Box Heroes: Why the CD Revival is Finally Here. Oh, oh boy, the yeah. CD Revival. The CD Revival. Um, so yeah, he goes to make he goes into making a first. He talks nostalgically for a bit about mm -hmm. why CD why he appreciated CDs, and actually therein lies the reason why I shared this story. I, I'll, I'll jump. I'll come back to it. But he gets into the fact that uh, CD sales are up higher than they've ever been since like, you know, for the last 10 years or something like that, but also acknowledges that that's mostly attributed to Adele's new album um, and people <laughs> wanting wanting that tangible piece of music. I, I, I still don't, he even, he kind of like acknowledges like uh, collectors that want a tangible piece of music or a tangible piece of an object to uh, correlate to music tend to go towards vinyl naturally. Um, so I don't, I don't see that that occurring but I just thought it was funny um, but the thing that he talks about that that he did which I actually thought would be a cool separate conversation one day is that he would program his his player to to for specific CDs to change the order of the track list yeah yeah which I I've n I never did that. Um, I never but got I was into like, doing that either. What an interesting concept! Where like you love an album so much that you th that you have the arrogance to believe that you could sort the tracks in a better order. <laughs> not I, I I say that as a throwaway comment, but but that you find that a different order for the album actually makes a difference and and is better. Yeah. What what a, what a cool what a cool concept! I, I thought that was pretty neat. But um, yeah. I don't know, guys. What do you think? CD's coming back? I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because they're not going to start making players again and like incorporating them back into laptops yeah. and cars and yeah. you know like that's that's the reality of it. Like you uh, can't buy a MacBook it, with a CD player anymore. So it's No. Yeah. Exactly. Trust me, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's funny uh, that you say that because I, my mom found this um, CD uh, as she was going through some old stuff. Nice. Jay and Nick's recordings. Um, and oh it's a it's an old CDR that's like unlabeled. And she's like, I don't know what's on it, but I thought you might like it. I'm like, of course. Let me just bust out my s oh CD player. So I have like a portable DVD player that my wife has like at her office. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a CD player over here that's not hooked up. I have a couple other CD players that are just like aren't hooked up, and it's just like I'm not like I will eventually go through the trouble to like find out what's yeah. on this CD. Mm -hmm. But you know, right now I. I it really takes some effort and some doing to like play a CD. Yeah, it it was a, an incredible time for music. I yeah. mean, the the CD. I think you know, and I've brought this up on the on the on the podcast before, but I'll bring it up again because I feel like it's really important that when the CD came out, they were cheaper to make than cassettes and way higher quality. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and because they were pretty and cool and so functional they were charging 20 bucks for you know maybe like 20 was like kind of a top but you know yeah 13 yeah, 15. yeah 10, I, used to, 20 I used to buy bucks, cassettes 
Yeah, I used to buy cassettes for like nine, ten bucks. Mm -hmm. records and then and then when i got to cds and i got a cd player it was like 15, 14 15. so as a result these the, the labels were just raking in money yeah. and then what that led them to do that led them to be able to sign more artists than mm -hmm. we you know so mm -hmm. in yeah. any case i think that that was important uh time just because the technology really affected yeah who i've got who we heard. I, I mean i i think it's interesting about cds because like in every objective way they really are better than most other music formats you know you're listening yeah. to an album you're not streaming um the quality is fantastic it's compact it's the technology there's no like moving parts other than the laser so it doesn't get scratched it doesn't get you know it, they work most they of the time heat. they can handle heat you can you know use yeah. them on the road they're great there's so yeah. many things that go that are going capacity for, yeah right there's so many you things can, that are going for the cd but i just don't can, see it coming you know, back as, as a band, you can, like, especially even, at, like, in the little sleeves, I mean, they're, they're great, like, merch to carry around. Like, vinyl is, like, impossible to, yeah. get on, yeah. to, yeah. to carry around and keep, you got to keep it from warping. And, yeah, exactly. So, yep. Uh, I do like, I, I like, I appreciate the CD, and I have so many of them. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I know. I, got, I still do I, have I, a ton. Over my, over my head, there's, like, a, a, yeah. a rack of the ones that I've saved from Dad's collection. Because, yeah, it's just so many CDs. All right, cool. All right. Well, yeah, I yeah. don't think so either. They have it. I, I think more. I think the music labels would love for CDs to make a revival because sure. they probably st yeah. are still sitting on a few billion of them. Um, but <laughs> yeah, maybe, I'm maybe, sure maybe that they paid off. Uh, they paid off the journalist here. A little, little, little Rob Sheffield kickback. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, I bet we'll yeah. we'll see a bunch of articles like this. They're trying to kickstart the CD revival. You know, I just don't see it coming. Well, that just tells you how much they're paying their PR firms. <laughs> <laughs> well cool interesting take man yeah. uh, you know it, it might happen no one thought that cassettes would ever make a comeback not that they really are but no. people, some people are nostalgic for cassettes until they but hear it, them again I do feel and we don't usually do this but I do feel like there's a there's a future discussion about picking an album and rearranging the tracks okay like yeah. th 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 that might be pretty cool uh, and, and then and then and then defending it um, yeah no, I, 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 hard I, yeah say. Yeah, I have a uh, a good story to tell uh, in relations to that, but uh, oh, we'll, we'll right. save it for another day. Okay, sounds good. All right. Well, well Greg, thank you so much for uh, for phoning yeah, in from the road, man. Where are you guys at now? Crews waking any, up. Any idea? Crews waking up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are. They are. I think it's about lunchtime. Yeah. Um, this is great. Two birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the reception worked. Shout out to uh, Florida cell phone towers. <laughs> yeah. <Italy. That's> right. <laughs> Yeah. Woo! Thank but, you, Florida. Uh, All right. Well, before yeah. you, we uh, you get cut off again, why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us, please? All right. You can visit us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. You can send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. Go listen to us on Spotify and Apple, Apple Podcasts. And leave a review. And as always, tell a friend. You should check it out. Boom. Boom. Thank you, sir. And have right. a great show tonight. Hey, yeah, man. Are you playing yeah, tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sweet. you guys are going eight on in like five eight. hours, right? Yeah. Uh, a little more than that. But eight shows in nine days. Woohoo! Yeah. Good times. Many, many miles. Good yeah. stuff. Back, back, home, back home just in time for Super Bowl Sunday. Nice. There you go. Which is actually happened. Like, the Super Bowl is happening, like, maybe five miles from where I live this year. And right. a six-hour drive. It's going to be kind of yep. weird. <laughs> yeah.
Sweet. Yeah. Well, but, safe uh, travels. Have, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. have some great shows, and uh, we'll catch you whenever you're back on the West Coast, man. Yeah, brother. All right, my friends. Much love. See you, boys. All right, brother. Peace. See you. Have a good Peace. one.